0: Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters. We have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I am Nick Raymond, joined by Scotty O and Craig Lynn Thompson.
1: Hey. Hello. Hey. Good afternoon. Good
0: afternoon. What are we talking about today, gentlemen?
1: Well, today we're going to talk about the concept of locusts of control. Ooh, vocabulary. Woo, 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 woo. What? Insects of control? What?
0: Locusts of control?
1: Oh. Not locusts,
0: locus, locus, locus. like focus, like focus. locus, focus like, on focus on like focus. Is focus a synonym of
1: locus? So the yeah. definition of locus is a particular position, point, or place. So the, a locus of control is really just uh, identifying where uh, where we really view ourselves as it relates to situations that happen in our lives so the two examples of this is that you can have an internal locus of control or an external locus of control and so we're really going to be talking about what the difference is and how how depending on where your locus of control falls how you you might relate to the world and how someone with the other kind of locus of control might see things differently cool does that sound good? That sounds yeah. Good. That sounds pretty good. Okay. So take us away, Craig. Okay. So if we're talking about an internal locus of control, what we're really saying is that we believe that we have agency in the world, that we have agency in the events that happen in our lives, in how we relate to um, to our community, to other people, to the things that happen to us that we actually have a role to play. And if you're listening to this podcast then hopefully the episodes that we've done up until now have been encouraging you to really view yourself as having agency. And so we really believe that 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 is a that that that's an accurate and and helpful way to view the world is that we can make a difference in the world. We can make a difference in our relationships. In the external locus of control, if you have an external locus of control, then a person with an external locus of control is more likely to view their place in the world as, as more of a passive participant. So I exist, things happen to me, there's not a whole lot of point in trying to have influence on those situations because fate or, or, you know, some external force is going to be the
0: dictator
1: of my life.
0: Got it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, <clears throat> this is also not to say that there are things that happen outside of our control mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Right. So, you may be an internal locus of control type, but we also recognize perhaps that there are things that happen to us that are outside of our control, like hundred percent natural disasters.
1: Absolutely. So, so what we're not saying is that if you have an internal locus of control, that means that you control everything. Yeah. But it's more so saying
0: that would make you God. Yeah.
1: It's more so saying that if you have an internal locus of control, you are looking for opportunities to take an active role in the event or situation that you find yourself in and you are more, more likely to, to believe that you can have a positive impact on that situation or a positive influence in that situation.
0: Gotcha. Does the external locus of control type, wouldn't they have to recognize that they are internally choosing to let outside things control them? Well, I
1: think that it's a common thing to hear, you know, d- at different points in in life, you know, in, in our lives of saying, you know, kind of these these statements of, well, what's the point or why bother or well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen or everything happens for a reason. You know, kind of these these broad general statements of just saying I can I can do very little in in the impacting of of the events of my life in the world. So why try? Yeah, gotcha. Something happens in our life that that it, all of a sudden that external thing that has happened now has a lot of control on us or over us, right? So so I'm a victim of my circumstances, or I'm a victim of you know whether it's regulation or, or a victim of some kind of an external thing that is now going to rule my circumstances and my future. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's more the perspective of someone with an external locus of control. Right. <clears throat> so an uh, internal locus of control person would say, I make things happen. An external locus of control person would say, things happen to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every time you hear the ding, that means you're right. <laughs> did that happen on time? Yeah, it did. Whoa, sweet. <laughs> ding, ding. I don't know if you heard that, listener, but it sounded cool. Yeah. Okay, so we have these two types. And I imagine that we probably, each of us, vacillate, oscillate vocabulary into either one of these types in different seasons. Or proneness to a certain type of thinking. Um, I imagine we could maybe live in one more than the other.
1: I think that's a good way to put it is that we are prone, probably prone towards one over the other, but that it's a fluid
0: and, and circumstantial mm-hmm. kind of position. Yeah. I will say off the bat, labeling it as a locus of internal external external is a much more palatable and nicer way than saying you're a victim. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's less accusatory and is more kind of stating the facts and the information about where do you live? What place? Where, where's the locus from which you live? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, like the slur would be like a victim or a control freak.
0: Yes. Yes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So already I think this um, lends itself to restoration and reconciliation. Just given the little pictograph, the, pic- the image, picture that we have in front of us that maybe you obviously can't see listener, but we can, we can put the link.
1: Yeah. We can put the link in the show notes of that. Yeah. That's helpful. And, and I do think that that's really, that is a good way to, to distinguish as we're talking about this, that, you know, using words like control freak or victim, those have, those have inherently negative connotations. And so nobody wants to be a control freak or be accused of that. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be a victim or to be accused of that. And so, if we can just identify that, really, what we're talking about is just the the way that you, um, where you're putting your emphasis, and and are you trying to, you know, exert your influence and to say, no, I can make a difference. I do have agency. I can make things better. That's more of an internal locus of control, or well, what's the point? And something that comes at me really has the power to, to control my life or my circumstances. And there's really nothing I can do. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the the river taking me wherever the current goes. Mm-hmm. That's more
0: of an external locus of control mindset. Right. So the internal locus slur would be control freak, external locus slur would be victim. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, then even positioning it, do we, are we trying to say that maybe you should be more internal? Mm-hmm. Um, So far, it seems like most of the way that we're talking about it is that internal is better because you are, you have agency, you take action in the world and external is worse because you are fatalistic and give up.
0: Yeah. I think in these circumstances though, in which we're talking about, I think we should specify what type of relational part of our lives we're talking about in which we're using these types, Mm -hmm. Right. And this would probably fall, I don't know, I can't think of a good name for like a phrase or category for which part of our lives this would fall into, but like, just like kind of the relational, like our growth in life perhaps, right? Because I, because we are talking right now about internal looks control. It's kind of seems like the better choice because if we are talking about growth, which this podcast is based around restoring relationships, so making them grow, um, that we need to recognize a certain amount of agency that we have in our relationships. And so if we are placing the locus on the external, what we're saying then is we aren't, um, I, I am out of control and I can't help this situation. Mm -hmm. It's just happening. Mm -hmm. It's just in motion and there's nothing I can do about it. And what I think we constantly say on this podcast is, um, no, there are things you can do about it. And that's probably why this podcast exists is to say like you have some amount of control over these relationships that you want to get better in your life. Um, Here's, here's some helpful tools.
1: Yes. I think that that's, that is a really good way to put it because really as Christians, we, we recognize that we don't completely have an internal locus of control, right? Like if you really believe in a pure internal locus of control, you believe I am, I am the king of my castle, right? And, Whatever I, uh, if I, if I, you know, believe it, it will be. And, and so I think that the blend of both of these that we, we advocate for is that we have agency. God has given us agency and has given us the ability to make good decisions. And he is ultimately the one that is the, the, the author of history, right? So I think, you know, biblically, the the example that comes to mind right away for someone who, for or for a group that had this um, concept kind of nailed is Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were basically saying, Hey, here we are. We are, we are b- being told that we're going to have to, um, to bow down to this king that we don't believe in. Um, and, if we don't, this bad thing is going to happen, right? To have an external locus of control would say, oh my gosh, you know, what am I supposed to do? This guy's going to throw me into the fiery furnace and I'm just stuck. So oh, now I have to make a decision between between going against what God says and saving my own life. And someone with an internal locus of control would say, well, if I do the right thing, then everything is going to turn out good for me, Right. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had this like perfect paradox of of feeling in that in that time and expression in that time of saying, "Well, we're gonna do what we believe is the right thing to do, and consequences may come." So, I don't have a complete internal locus of control. Bad things might still happen to me. I'm not the author of my own fate. But I'm also not gonna be shaken by these external forces that are coming against me and telling me to do something that I I can't do. Yeah. That story's in Daniel. What chapter? Anybody know? Three. Daniel three. Check it out. Yeah, that's helpful. The other scripture that comes to mind is, um, in Romans when Paul is kind of talking through the idea of grace and, and he talks about, you know, should we, should we therefore go on sinning because so that grace may abound right so if if god's grace is so good shouldn't we sin so that we can experience god's grace in its fullest right and just just be be ever more in need of god's grace so that he can be you know his grace can abound in our lives and paul says no certainly not right um he says that's not the point that's not why why jesus came and died so he's saying in those in that scripture Jesus didn't come and d- die and in, in, you know just to allow us to go on living the life that we would live in our flesh. He came to die so that we can be saved from our sin, but we should still try to not sin you know And so I think that that's kind of another good example of of this balance between the external and inter- internal locus of control is that the internal locus of control says, I'm going to try to live according to God's word. And I'm not going to say, well, I'm I'm a, a human being and I sin, so I guess that's just
2: the way that it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's maybe a helpful distinction too in understanding what this means um, between your control over your own actions and your control over the results of your actions in the world. Whoa. So that's good. And a healthy internal locus of control is one that says I can choose my actions. Like I'm never forced to do something that, um, that I cannot help but do. I mean, yeah. Unless someone like, you know, ties you down and then like, moves your hand or something yeah, and you're like, they physically overpower you. But other than that, you're always able to choose how you respond to situations. You're able to choose your actions. Um, And then the healthy external locus of control is recognizing that I don't choose what the results are of my actions because there are so many other things and people happening. Um, But, but the, the negative external locus is, the things happening outside me made me make these decisions. Right. Um, And the unhealthy internal locus of control is I have so much agency that I can control the results um, of my actions.
0: Yeah. There's some understanding of responsibility in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's really good
1: to point out the downside of the internal locus of control, which is what you're saying, Scott, which is like, well, if I, if I, I have decided what the what the right outcome is and therefore I am going to make that happen no matter what. Right? That's the unhealthy internal locus of control. And that's kind of the control freak, yeah. you know, would say I've decided what's best and because I have an internal locus of control, I believe I can make that happen and so I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. That's the that's kind of the far spectrum that is also Also can be unhealthy. And, and, you know, to be honest, in our relationships, that can be the, the, you know, dominating feeling at times, right? Which is... Like,
0: you have to understand what I'm saying, and you have to do it this way. And if you don't, things are going to go wrong, which you could be right about. Yeah. But it's an overreach on, like, having to have this person do take your wisdom and advice versus offering wisdom and advice in relationship.
1: Yeah, or execute on that wisdom exactly how you would want them to do it. Right, right. That, hey, you you missed a step mm-hmm. and you need to go back and do it this way. Well, there's probably more than one way to do just about everything. So, so we don't always, even if you have a strong internal locus of control, that's the beware, right? Mm-hmm. That's the beware is to say how how is this impacting the people around you? If what you're saying to them consistently is I know it's best. I know how to do it best. And if you would just listen to me, your problems would be solved. That may be causing division in relationships. And that can be the result of having an internal locus of control, which we're saying in general uh, can be a good thing. But when taken to an extreme can cause damage.
2: Yeah. And in relationships, it becomes a problem when your when your internal locus control locus of control starts to take the place of other people's. Yeah. So you know where 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 your where your control stops is where someone else's control begins. Yeah. You you know otherwise you're sort of forcing potentially making the other people around you fall into having an external locus of control perspective, which says like why try? Because this person is just going to make me do what they want me to do.
1: Okay. Keep going on that, Scott, because I think that's really good.
2: Um, that's all I had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. No, man, kind keep of, riffing, you, man. You, Come you, on. You, you go on. Flesh <laughs> that out. No, just how, what, I mean, what you're saying is basically if you are in a relationship with someone who has a very strong internal locus of control and has kind of decided where the destination is and is now directing everyone else on how to get to that destination. That kind of by default, that means that everybody else has to, to some degree, have an external locus of control where they say, well, I guess this person is telling me what I got to do. So I guess I need to just listen and and follow instructions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And sort of, you know, you have to be careful, especially if you have a really strong internal locus, you have to be careful of not pushing the people around you into that sort of. Well, when I'm interacting with this person, I don't really have any say and there's no point in trying and I'm kind of just a victim. You don't want to be people to think think of themselves as victims of your overreach of control. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Is this how cults start? Probably. I would
2: imagine.
1: Yeah. But I think that that's, that's good because because really, though, the... What like the, the ideal circumstance, though, is to have someone who has an internal locus of control who is wanting the world to be a better place, right? So their ideas and their, their goals are good. And then to have other people with internal locus of control who say, well, I am going to choose to come alongside and follow this person because I believe that they're affecting positive change in the world and I want to be a part of that and then everyone is opting in to this you know path forward and no one is being no one is being forced or or led somewhere that they don't want to go which would be an external locus of control the only way you can be forced or led somewhere that you don't want to go is by kind of giving into that external locus of control yeah. so we want we want opt in yeah. right we want people to say yeah, I'm gonna choose with my agency to 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 go in this direction with you because I think it's gonna to lead to good outcomes, right? Yeah,
0: this is reminds me of the five dysfunctions of a team. Okay, okay. yeah. In terms of like the bottom level is trust. Mm-hmm. The next level is what? Uh, uh, trust, then conflict. Conflict, then commitment, and then commitment. Accountability, results. Right, because then. You build the trust, you have the conflict, and then you arrive at a commitment which establishes an internal locus of control Mm -hmm. for both people as revealed in the next step in accountability. Yeah. Right. So basically what you're doing is establishing, hey, you have, we have built trust here of our own accord, of our own agency. We have now had a conflict, but now let's commit to moving forward. Um, And it's not a, You must do this. It's a. Are you willing to commit to this? Do you think this is the way forward? I do too. Great. Let's move forward. Yeah. You've both just established an internal locus of control, a healthy internal locus of control. Yeah. To move forward through the yeah up to, eventually results. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. And even if it doesn't mean that you that everybody has to agree on it, but it but it is does mean that everybody has to um, commit to whatever it is. Um, and have that be a real decision and not just sort of, well, I'm doing it, but I kind of feel like I have no choice and I'm forced into it. Um, that's what you don't want because then you, then you really don't have a stable commitment because it's, because that person will always be ready to say like, well, I didn't even want to do it. And you kind of just forced me into it and sort of like, they kind of like back away from agency in the decision and in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas you can. You can have an internal locus of control where you are where it's very clear that you are making this decision and you are deciding to do this, even if it's not your first choice, it is something that you are making a willing participatory commitment to. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship with someone
1: and you're just frustrated because you feel like, man, they aren't trying, right? We we've heard that plenty of times of just I just feel like they don't care or they're not trying. There's a chance, maybe a good chance, that that person is kind of throwing up their hands and saying, I don't know, why bother? you know, Or, or I don't know that I can really do anything that's going to make a difference, so I'm done trying. And those are all statements that can reveal maybe this person doesn't have an external locus of control in all things but maybe in this circumstance they've gotten to the point where they're saying hey i'm i'm done i'm out whatever's going to be is going to be and and this concept can kind of help to identify in in those moments where someone might be and in a longer term conflict or a longer term you know frustrating situation to say okay i think i've picked up on some things that would indicate that this person tends towards an external locus of control. And that, you know, could be something that that person, you you might be able to talk with them about that at some point. And to, to really just to rather than trying to exert your internal locus of control on their life, remind them or, or inspire them or encourage them to believe that, Hey, you can make a difference. And you might not believe that right now, but the decisions that you make can actually lead to change in your, in your life. And so just reminding and encouraging that person that may be kind of on the unhealthy side of the external locus that no, you actually do have an influence in, in your own life, circumstances and the world and in this exact situation and that reminder might help that person to to see and start to believe okay then how am i going to use that influence how am i going to you know exert my agency to to actually make things better so with that i think we're going to leave it there and we're going to remind you and i as we kind of have been talking through this I've realized that at the end of almost every episode, we end with this reminder that is kind of uh, an encouragement to to remember that you have agency, right? You have influence. And so we just want to continue to remind you that in the relationships that matter to you the most, that the, the effort that you put in to restoring those relationships and to making things better is worth it. And there are times where that's hard to believe, times of discouragement, times of maybe even hopelessness. But... We really want to encourage you and, and believe with you that the the effort that you put in does make a difference so thanks for joining us this week on restoration matters and we'll see you next time